Hello. We are so excited that you've decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook and YouTube under Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street in Burgall, North Carolina. The zip code is 28425. If you'd like to give a donation, you can simply go to our website at mtdm.org and click on that donation button. God bless you. Chapter 6, and we're going to look at this again. First of all, the prayer of petition um, is also called the prayer of supplication. It is a request to make known, to make known one particular need. It is a request that we are presenting to God to make known one's need. When we look at the prayer of petition, it's like when a lawyer go before the court or go before the judge. He has gathered all of his evidence based on what he has gathered up to clear his client, and he's presenting it to the court. So when we do a prayer of petition, it's where we go into the word of God, we get scriptures according to God's will, and we present it to God concerning whatever is going on with us. That's what a prayer of petition is. Do not go to God without knowing what the word of God says about your situation. Some of us just go to God and we just cry out and we whine and we begin to complain and then we begin to quote scriptures. Go through the word, search out your situation and your problem through the word of God. And as you search it out, then you begin to write out your prayer of petition. First of all, in Ephesians six eighteen, it says, pray at all times. It says, pray at all times. This is the Amplified. Pray at all times on every occasion in every season. So the first thing we have to understand is we need to pray continually. We need to make sure that we have a prayer life that we can um, go before the Father where we can communicate with him, commune with him. That's what prayer is. It's communing with the Father. And the Bible tells us to pray at all times. Pray on every occasion. So no matter what we're going through in our lives, we should pray. We should seek the Lord concerning that situation. Now, um, when we look at praying um, at all times, we can look at Luke 18. It says... Pray, okay, expand the Bible. Then Jesus used this story to teach his followers that they should always pray and never lose hope. So God wants us to always pray and never lose hope. What did he use with this particular um, parable? There was a woman who went before the unjust judge. The judge didn't fear man. He didn't fear God. He was just unjust. He was not righteous. This woman kept going to him and, and telling him about her adversary. She wanted protection from her adversary. And this judge um, said, you know, I'm going to help her because she keep coming to me continually. Now, this is what Jesus was saying about us going to God. It's not that we got to keep going to the Father and going to the Father. What this parable is about is when you pray, don't faint. Don't lose hope. 
Don't think that God does not hear you. See, this is why we have to be taught when it comes to prayer. Because we'll talk to God and we, we feel like, God, are you hearing me? God, why is this situation still before me? Why have this person not changed? God, I don't know what's going on. So we begin to lose hope. We begin to faint. But this woman here that was going to, to the unjust judge, she didn't give up. No matter if he, how many times he said no, she knew what belonged to her. She knew her rights. And that's what I was saying about when we put our petition before God, when you know what belonged to you, you can present that to God because you know exactly what belongs to you. So God want us to pray at all times and don't lose heart because we know we can go to our loving father and go into a loving father. We know that when we go to him, he already know what we're in the need of before we ask. But sometimes we don't realize God already know. So if God already know, why am I going to him? Because he's our father and he want us to come to him because we know what belonged to us. We know what he has given us. It's just like, um, my dad, if I know that, um, dad has something that I need. Now, first of all, when I go to him, I, you just don't go to your dad any kind of way, your earthly father any kind of way. I know that he loved me enough that if I'm in need, I know I have it even before I go. But how many know he can't read your mind? You have, your earthly father can't read your mind. So if you know he loved you enough to give it to you, if you know he's go, going to give it to you, you're going to go to him. You, you're not going to be, um, you know, worried about it because you know he loved you just that much. So... I'm going to ask him for what I need. But when I go and ask him for what I need, it has to be specific. I can't just go over there and say, okay, give me $500. Now, a good earthly father is just not going to give you $500 without saying, what do you need $500 for? You want to be specific. And this is how it is with God. Even though he knows what you need in the need of before you ask. He wants you to come to him and be pacific concerning what you're asking him for. God loves us so much. He wants us to come to him with no concern, no anxiety, knowing, okay, I'm going to my father. And the reason why I'm going to him, I'm asking him, but I already know that I have it. How do I know that I have it? Let's go to first John chapter five. First John chapter five, verse 14 through 15. And remember, a prayer petition is a request. It's a petition that we bring into God, a request to ask him for something. Amplified says, and this is the confidence, the assurance, the privilege of boldness, which we have in him. We are sure. So when you go to God, you're sure that what you go into him for it, say that if we ask anything, make any request, that's the petition, according to his will, in agreement with his own plan, he listens to and hears us. So before we even go to God, we need to see what the word of God has to say unto us. This is why he say in the book of Isaiah chapter 45, he say, command ye me. Meaning that God is saying, okay, if this is what my word is saying, command me. It don't mean that we're trying to act like we're um, over God. But we were telling God, I know what belonged to me. 
I know what you have provided for me. So we're presenting that to him, but it's according to his will, according to his purpose. And if since we positively know that he listens to us in whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge that we have, that we have, and that we have the request made of him. So when we know what the word of God says, remember this, God is not going to go back on his word. When we go search the word of God before we even go to God and we know what the word is saying, guess what? I'm just going to ask because I already know it's already mine. I want y'all to catch it. If you're going to God with a request, let's say you have a financial situation in your life and you go in the word of God and the word of God tells you that he shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's what the word of God is saying. So when you get ready to go to God, you go into him based on what he said. God, I'm coming to you based on what you said. So I know that this is already mine. See, that's a prayer petition. You presenting to him, presenting back to him his word. And God is going to honor his word because we're standing on 1 John 5, 14 and 15. So why are we so worried when we, when we begin to pray when it comes to the things of God? Because we don't really trust God. Because we don't really believe that God has already given us that. Why do we not believe it? Because it seems like things are still going on in our lives. But remember, this is a spiritual thing. We're going to bring out of the spirit we're going to take from the spirit and bring it down to the natural. And in order to do that, you have to trust God more than you trust in your situation. So if God said it, guess what? It's, it's written. Nothing is going to change. So we want to present to him that prayer of petition, that request. And it's going to be according to his will. It's, it's going to be according to what he has already said. And the Bible assures us God hears us. Why? Because it's his word. It's his word. God is not man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he shall repent. Have he not said it? Shall he not do it? Have he not spoken it? Shall he not make it good? So when we present that to him, we're presenting back to him what he's already said. So what God wants us to do as his children, God wants us to go into the word of God and take what he said and present it to him and say, God, I done studied to show myself approved. I done meditated on this. Here is my case before you. So God, it's already mine. So we just taken to him what he's already promised to us. So we look at another scripture. And Matthew 6, 8, and I said this earlier, that the Father knows exactly what we're in the need of even before we ask him. Um, I was sharing Sunday about a movie that I had watched, and Lord knows I don't even know the name of the movie, y'all. I don't know. Only thing I know is in the movie, this gentleman, um, they accused him of something wrongly. And this gentleman just got born again because he went through some hard times and he found out his money couldn't save him. He ended up losing his house. His marriage was tore up because he really didn't want to turn to God because he thought he knew everything. But finally, it got so bad. He lost his Mercedes. He lost his house. They had to move into an apartment. So finally, he began to bow down. He began to seek God. He couldn't even get a job with all the education that he had. Everywhere he applied, they say you were overly qualified, 
But he didn't give up. And each time they turned him down, he turned to the Lord. And he began to cry out to the Lord according to what he had read in the Bible. He was making his requests made known to God. Seemed like the more he made his requests known to God, seemed like things just kept happening and knocking him down. So the final draw was he, and when they moved into the apartment, remember sometimes you got to get low to get back up high. So when he moved into the apartment with his wife, he got a call, and through the call, they invited him to come to their um, business. When he began to serve this man, this man was so nice to him. He said, the only thing I need for you to do for me is I need for you to watch over the staff and make sure that they're doing like they need to do, and I know you got expertise in this area. This man, he said, we have two ladies here. Both of them are good at what they do, but they're coming at each other because they're just that good. He said, I can't fire them, fire them because I can't find people that's as good as they are. He said, so they're having some strife in between them and it's slowing them down in production to do the work I need for them to do. He said, I need for you to fix that. So he went home and he began to talk to his wife. He said, I don't know what to do, but I'm going to trust God. So he went to God, went into the word, and the Lord gave him a solution. But before the Lord gave him a solution, he talked with someone in the office. She told him what the problem was. He went home and prayed about it. The Lord showed him the solution in the Bible, dealing with Solomon. Remember, Solomon was the wisest king, and he had these two ladies that had a baby, and y'all know the whole scenario, and he had to um, use wisdom to uh, see which, who the baby belonged to, and y'all know the lady spoke up when he got ready to kill the baby. So God showed him that scenario. So what he told these two women, they were sabotaging each other, messing up each other's work, trying to get ahead. So he said, this is what we're going to do. He said, I want you to switch positions. You're going to do her work, she's going to do yours. And they said, how are we going to do that? I don't know anything about what she does. He said, both of you write proposals, switch. So he said, she can help you and you can help her. Both of them were so stubborn that they refused to help each other. They were pacing the floor, not getting the job done. So what he did, he went home again. Here's his petition. He went before God and he started praying on their behalf according to what was going on with these two ladies. The next day, one lady walked into the other lady's office and she began to help her. They began to help each other. These two ladies done so good at both of their jobs. They got up to 100%. Their job gave them a trip um, paid in full for both of them, got the trip, and plus they got something else. Next thing that happened, now, see, this is dealing with a prayer, a petition. He had to go in the word. He had to find, you know, with the help of the Holy Spirit. Because this is why it says praying always in the spirit. When we look at in the spirit, it's dealing with the help of the Holy Spirit. And when we depend on the Holy Spirit for that help, he can help us in several ways. He helps us through praying in tongues. You know, when we begin to pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit, he's there helping us present our request before the Father. He can also help us to bring things back to our remembrance dealing with the scripture. So the Holy Spirit was helping him. With the Holy Spirit helping him, 
do what he need to do. The next thing that happened, each time he would pray, remember every time you go into the word of God and you begin to seek um, the Holy Spirit and asking him, show me in the word, you know, where I need to go for this situation. He's going to give you the word because he testifies according to what? The word of God. Each time this man did this, then he did a proposal to help the company with this big account. He got the proposal ready. He turned the proposal in. The gentleman he turned it into, he threw it in the trash. So the next day they had a meeting, but his secretary saw it. The next day he had the meeting, the head guy said, okay, where's the proposal? He said, I turn it in. The guy he turned it into, he said the company didn't get it. They told me they didn't get that proposal. And the man said, what do you mean they didn't get it? This is going to mess up my whole company. So the lady said, no, he threw it in the trash. So he told the gentleman that tried to sabotage the man that prayed all the time, you are fired. The man told him, he said, nope. He said, God, give all of us another chance. He said, give him another chance. He said, you want to give him another chance and he did you that way? He said, yes, let's give him another chance. Everybody deserve another chance. That was his enemy. See, when you spend time with the father and you get close to the father, your enemies will become your footstool. You're going to bless those who curse you. You're going to love those who hate you. This is why. When we spend time with him, we're going to do like he, he does and not like we want to do. Even though he was hurt with that guy sabotaging him, he did what was right according to where he'd been in the word of God. So this guy ended up liking him. Next thing that happened to this man when he was getting on his feet, this man, his, the head boss, told him he was fired because a detective came in and told him that he was stealing money from the company. He had transferred it to another account. He said, I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, this man ended up in court. He couldn't afford a good attorney, so he, he got a, what you call those attorneys that are court appointed. This court appointed man told him, just go ahead and take the, the deal. Just go ahead and um, take 10 years with good behavior. You can get out in three. He said, why would I do that? I'm innocent. I haven't done anything. So it's like his attorney was against him. So they went to court. And when they were calling people up against him and they asked his attorney, do you have something to say on his behalf? He said, no. Each time it was no. So the judge said, okay, we're going to come back in and, you know, I'm going to give you my verdict. The verdict was, she said, this is what I'm going to do. You're going to serve these 10 years. He sat there calm, him and his wife. The guy that sabotaged him, then they became friends. He sent his daddy to him in the courtroom, and his daddy was uh, a lawyer that would win a lot of cases, and the thing was his daddy was a born-again man. This daddy came in the courtroom. When they told him the verdict, he said, Judge, he said, we want to file an appeal. She said, who are you? She said, I'm his attorney. And he looked at him, and he said, how are you my attorney? I, I didn't pay you anything. So he told him, he said, that um, guy that sabotaged you was my son. He told me the whole thing. I could never get him to serve Jesus, but through what happened with you guys, he's serving the Lord, and he said, you don't owe me anything. This man went back and searched. I'm getting somewhere with a prayer petition. 
He went back through everything that they had on that guy. And when he searched everything out, he proved that this guy was innocent and the guy's boss is the one that set him up. So he the one served the time. What am I saying? If you go into the word of God and you present your request to God, remember the enemy is always an accuser of the brethren. He's going to try to block it. He's going to try to make you think that God is not answering you. He's going to try to bring condemnation in on it. But when you are standing on the word of God and you know the word of God is true, just like when this man sat in that courtroom, he said nothing because he knew he was innocent. He knew he hadn't done anything wrong. And guess what God did? He stepped in through someone else. So when you go into the word of God, don't just go into the word of God and try to pull something out to present your case. Go into the word of God with your heart open and say, God, this is what your word says. So you have to honor your word. When you write that petition down and you, you can date it, you can sign it. And every day after you write it down, you don't go back and ask him for nothing. Then we're going to go into the prayer of thanksgiving. See, our problem is when we go to God with something, we go to him and we keep asking, we keep asking. Why do you keep asking God over and over again? The reason why is because you don't believe that God has answered you. So we want to ask him, you know, presenting our petition. We ask God and then we go into thanksgiving, believing that we already have it. We already have what we have asked God for. So what the, the, the last two scriptures I'm going to give you is this is what the Lord has showed me um, today to add with this. You can put Luke 45, I mean, Isaiah 45, 11. That's God saying, command him concerning his word. But the Lord showed me this man in Luke 1, verse 13. Y'all are familiar with this man. And it's dealing with um, a petition, you know, asking God. This was um, Zechariah. But the angel said to him, Zechariah, don't be afraid. God has heard your prayers, your petition. See, Zechariah was coming to God with his petition. So the angel was bringing him confirmation back saying, God has heard your prayers. And y'all know what happened with Elizabeth. And we know that um, the petition he put before God, it did come to pass. So don't lose hope. Don't faint. Don't give up. If you present God with the word, whatever you present him with, whether it's your marriage, whether it's your job, whether it's your children, write out your petition, write out scriptures that, um, you know, is concerning your situation. And every day, thank him for what you have written out because you know it's yours. When you know something is yours, what you do, you're so thankful for it. Lord, I thank you that I am the healed of the Lord. Lord, I thank you that I'm already chosen. Lord, I thank you that I'm already prosperous. Why? Because your word says. So that's a prayer petition. It was another man in Acts 10 Verse 1 through 4, New King James Version. There was a certain man, y'all know his name was Cornelius, a satyrian of what was called the Italian um, Regiment, a devoted man and one who feared God with all of his household. Did you hear that? He feared God. So he honored God who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. 
that when it say prayed, it means he put his petitions before God always. And then it says about the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in the vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? So he said to him, your prayers, your petitions, and your alms have come up for a memorial before God. So I'm going to encourage you tonight. Do not give up. Do not lose hope. Don't faint. Put your petition before God. And, And it's really good to write it out. Write it out. Put your date on it. Sign it. And then you can go back to that petition, what you have written out, and when your answer came for it. You know you already had it, but there's a timing for everything. You know, God um, always have a timing for when he's going to do something. So write it out, put it before God, date it, sign it, give God glory for it every day. And I guarantee you, when you go back to it, you'll be like, man, God, you did that. That's just how good God is. But you got to know the different types of prayers and you got to know how to go to God in prayer. And do not go to God in a selfish mode. You don't want to go to God all the time saying it's about you because it could be about someone else. It could be someone else that wants you to pray on their behalf. And this is why you say, okay, what are you standing on? What do you believe in God for? You don't just um, say, I'm going to pray for you when you don't know what's going on with that person. Ask them, what's going on with you? What you believe in God for? Show them how to write that prayer, a petition out. And show them that it has to line up with God's will and God's way of doing things. And I'm going to tell you, y'all, if we do things according to God's way, we're not going to miss a beat. And God is going to answer us and he's going to show us great and mighty things that we do not know. So that's what a prayer or petition is. So the assignment is, I want you to write out some prayers or petition. And we're going to bring them back and we're going to have people to pray out what they have written out. Amen. You can write one. You can do some examples. Maybe it ain't for you. You just do, just do some examples. Some of you might not want people to know your business, okay? So just do some examples of prayer or a petition, and let's bring it back in, and let's see if it's lining up with what we have been taught. Everybody got it? Okay, is there anybody that want to say something dealing with the prayer petition and how it has helped you tonight? I guess everybody good. Come on, Jennifer. Um, I know even when we know this, sometimes we fall back into the same habits. But I feel like years ago we learned, like especially dealing with the church, and they would call and they would tell us, well, we need such and such. And we would just, we'd go outside on that balcony and we'd say, God, you know what you heard what they need and we don't have it so we're dependent on you and we just left it alone because we couldn't do anything else Mm -hmm. and so through all of the teachings I know that's the one thing I wished I had gotten in my heart way way earlier was to go to God with it and just leave it alone knowing that he's going to do it when it's 
you know, it'll come to pass and not worry about it so much. I feel like I, and we all do, we spent so much time worrying and wasting, you know, effort and just, and it makes you, um, it, it makes you more carefree, you know, Amen. believing that he's going to do it. Amen. And with the prayer petition, that's what um, got us, me and my husband, through when Ariel uh, was going to school. Each time something would come up, I would go by scripture. And I would say, God, this is what your word says. After I present my petition to him, I just start thanking him from that day forward. And when the enemy would come back in and try to make me feel opposite of what God said, trying to bring in fear like it wasn't going to happen, I said, no, I bind that in the name of Jesus. God, that's not what you said. God, you said you know the plan and the purpose that you have for her life. And those plans and purposes shall be fulfilled. And it's for good and it's not for evil. So, God, I give you glory that she's already in nursing school. I thank you that it's already done. I don't have to wait on them to say it, God, but because you already told me, so I thank you for it. And I just start doing that on a daily basis. Did I do it trying to get something done? No, I did it because I felt in my heart that the day I went to my father with that petition that God had already answered me. So I just gave God glory for what was already mine. And I just thanked him. And guess what? It manifests. God will go in and he'll change people's hearts on our behalf. But what we do, we complain. How am I going to do this? Where am I going to get this from? They, they probably won't choose her. Oh, they probably won't choose him. We are putting doubt and unbelief. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So we have to, that's why it's good to write it out so when the enemy come, we present that. And say, no, this is what the word of God says. God don't lie. He don't break his covenant. If he said it, he's already done it because it is written. Why do y'all think Jesus, when the devil came, he said, it is written. He knew what was written. He just told him what was written. And the devil couldn't do nothing with it. Why? Because he knew what was written. When we know what's written, we can say, no, it is written. This is what the word of God says. And we begin to thank him for what's written. Anyone else have something? Come on, sweetie. Kathy, tell me over there. <laughs> over there. Maybe it's over here. Amen. See, God know how to help us because I used to be like that. Why I got to go to you? You already know. The Bible says you already know before I ask you. But he want us to come to him knowing that we have what we're asking for even before we come because he is a loving father. Amen. If we know somebody, how do I look going to Teresa Waddell and just staring at her? And she looking at me. Well, you already know what I want. And she looking at me. Well, you already know what I want, Teresa. Why are you looking at me? You already know. And she like, Apostle, what are you talking about? Now, you already know now. Come on. So we sitting there going back and forth. And st- even though she already know. And then when I tell her, she said, oh, girl, you know you can get that. Thank you. 
You have not because you ask not. And then when you ask, you can sum it upon your own lust, right? You ask to miss. Come on, Teresa. Um, I was back there thinking it was just reminding me well first when you said about we go to the father and I was just thinking about um, me going to my earthly dad you know when I was coming up and just asking for anything and he'd give it to me and even when I got older and it was time for me to get married and I'm like he like you know pick out what you want so I didn't ask for a price because it didn't matter because mm -hmm. I knew whatever I picked I already had it but when I did tell him how much it was he was like girl but <laughs> I knew I had it um, and another thing with writing petitions that's something that I always did always do thank the Lord um, and in doing that and when you were talking it reminds us of um, is it Habakkuk mm -hmm. when he says to write the vision and make it plain mm -hmm. you know you write it and write it on the on tablet mm -hmm. so them that see it no matter big enough I, I look at it this way big enough and bold enough so whenever they see it or you see it or you go back and read it or somebody see it when they come by they're gonna see it and then it's gonna come to pass and they're gonna say oh that vision was off. written mm -hmm. um and then another thing is um first john 5 14 15 is one of my favorites and i remember exactly when the lord gave me that scripture what i was doing and everything to the t um and it just stuck in my heart for years well it, it's just stuck there and another thing that he would say to me is ask and anytime i hear him say ask lord have mercy it comes to pass and he already know what it is um i think i shared one time in i don't want to tell too much because i might tell something that i ain't supposed to tell right now but one thing, and I remember um, telling you guys about this in Sunday school about the um, years ago when I wanted a car. And I would always, like I say, write everything down, write my petition down and just speak it and just thank God that it was coming. I didn't know when, but I knew it was coming. So I wanted the car, but I would always say exactly how it was gonna be. You know, no down payment, low um, payments in every way that it was going to be set up I would speak that Pacific. and I would write it specifically and thank God for it um, and so it went on and went on and then income tax time come and um, you know sometimes we can't hold on to income tax money but I wasn't when we used to get it but I wasn't planning on using that anyway because I said no money down. Um, and someone would say to me, well, you know you're going to spend all that money. You got to have it. I'm like, I don't need no money down. It's no money down. So I'm down to like my last $200 of the income tax. But I'm still saying I wasn't looking to use that. 
And um, I said, well, I'm not looking for that anyway. But by the time I finished with all the income tax money, I never forget, I was walking through the hall, and I heard ask. And I'm like, okay, Lord. And I asked for what it was that I had already written. Um, and it, he sent me through the process um, of going to get it. Well, whenever I went and looked that day, that one day I didn't go to work, and I first he sent me to the bank. And I got approved at the bank that I thought I'd never get approved at the bank. My credit was just jacked up. Um, and then after that, it was about three weeks later, I took the day off. And I went looking, and I went to every car lot in Wilmington. And then I was down Market Street by Balkman Auto, and I was on my way back out, and I was getting ready to get on, I guess that's um, Martin Luther King Drive Road to get back on I-40 to come back. And so I'm in the far, far lane, and all of a sudden, I, a place, car place flashed in front of me. I hadn't really paid it no attention or even thought about that place. And I'm all the way over in this lane, and I just went all the way over in the other lane to try to go get to that place. And when I got there, the flash that I saw was the place and I saw something gold. So when I got to the place and I was getting out, that's where I saw the gold van, the van I had before. And I got out and I walked over there and I looked at it. When I opened the door of that van, I said, oh God, this is it, this is mine. This is what you just showed me. It had everything that I wanted. Everything that I had vision that I wanted for that van and asked for, it was there. I don't know why I had this thing about, you know, all van windows, they usually open up or don't open or whatever, but I wanted the back windows to come down. I wanted TV, I wanted a uh, sunroof, I wanted the CD player, the DVD player, the everything. It was some more stuff I wanted. Oh, the uh, six-track changer thing, just all kind of stuff. When I opened that door to that van, everything was in there. And one thing, another thing that was down there was on the floor when I was reaching over to look in the glove compartment, over there on the floor was a... Um, a CD, and it was a CD, it was a Bible CD. And I said, Lord, I just thank you. <laughs> thank you. Amen. <laughs> it was all set up. But just writing the petitions, yes. God's word is real. Amen. All right, if that's all, we're going to have the deacons to come up for our offering. We're going to close out. Oh, got an announcement. Wasn't that an inspiring message? Thanks for listening to the end. Join us every Tuesday for Bible study and every Sunday for service. We're looking forward to hearing from you as well. Feel free to reach out to us via the website at www.mtdm.org. God bless you and we'll see you next time.